Hello, and welcome back to the Build Your Coaching Business Around the 9 to 5 podcast. Today, I'm going to be diving into the topic of failure. I think it's a really important topic that we dive into because I see lots of life coaches who are going through different types of failure in their business, and they're not necessarily navigating it with the level of self-awareness, self-confidence, and self-respect that they deserve. And I want to share this episode with you because I went through this. I realized that I was treating myself really badly in my business when it came to my experience of failing. And I know that, you know, as a business owner, it's all about failing forward. It's all about putting yourself out there and being willing to get it wrong or do it imperfectly or do it messy But what I see in reality is that lots of coaches are kind of holding themselves back and not necessarily actually going all in. And or when they are attempting to do things in their business, the spiral of despair and the absolute attack that it has on your nervous system stops you from picking yourself up and going after it again. And truly, the way that you create success in your coaching business is just by being willing to put yourself out there over and over again, as you develop the skill of learning how to sell, as you develop the self-confidence and the self-belief that you are the best coach for your clients and that you know how to deliver and sell a transformation. And as you step into your embodiment of the coach who gets it done. So I, in, in my experience, what I've found is that there are two types of failure that life coaches typically experience. I call that, I call the two different types of failure, self-deprecating failure and circumstantial failure. They're two different things. And if you find yourself relating to the first self-deprecating failure, then the first thing I want to say is to be super kind to yourself. I know I can give a bit of an ass kicking sometimes and I can be very passionate and empowered and I never want you to use anything I say against yourself. I simply lay it out on the table so that you can say, Oh uh, yeah, okay. I I do that. I'm doing that. I've done that. And now I see another way because I'm only ever bringing you forward. I'm only ever elevating you and inviting you to rise into what you're capable of achieving. But in order to do that, you need to be willing to see where you are letting yourself down unnecessarily, being hard on yourself unnecessarily, not having your own back unnecessarily, like treating yourself with disrespect. Nobody wants to do this on purpose, but I'm seeing this over and over again. And trust me when I say, I speak from experience first and foremost. And sure, I'll share some of my stories, I'll share some client stories, But no, I'm speaking of this because I have been there and I have been through the misery of self-deprecating failure. I have also experienced circumstantial failure. And it's very interesting to watch how I navigated that and how I rose through the ashes, so to speak, so that you can rise through the ashes as well. So what is self-deprecating failure? What is circumstantial failure? For me, self-deprecating failure is the failure where 
you haven't really put yourself out there. You haven't really actually applied the work. You haven't actually taken action. And yet you're calling yourself all the names under the sun. You're calling yourself a failure. You're judging yourself as to whether or not you'll ever be good enough. You're questioning if you're good enough to be a business owner, if you can really make this happen. You're frustrated that you should be further along than where you are. And you want it badly. I know you do. It's who you are now. I know that you're meant to be a life coach now. I know that you know that it's possible for you. But I also see that you're not actually taking radical responsibility for yourself. Because if you were, you would have circumstantial failure. Circumstantial failure is when you can objectively look at the data and say, okay, that launch created zero clients. This month, I have created zero clients based off the fact of the data and what the data is telling me. So here is a really quick way that you can immediately tell if you're feeling all the feelings of frustration, disappointment, um, not like unworthiness, not enoughness about your business. I'm curious to know, is that based off data that you've looked at and you've literally gone through your stories, your posts, your emails, your Facebook posts, your Pinterest, wherever you show up online or even in person, have you actually gone through and counted how many times you have actually made an offer and told people to work with you? And if you look at that number and you see that it's less than 30, AKA you haven't at least done it every single day this month or last month, yet you're sat there feeling like a failure, feeling frustrated, feeling disappointed, feeling not enough, feeling not worthy. But the data says that you haven't actually been selling or telling people to work with you then this is literally self-deprecating failure. You're doing it to yourself. What? Like, I bet you're hearing that and thinking, oh fuck, yes, I am. <laughs> when I realized I was doing this in my business, oh my gosh, that made everything change because it made me realize I was busy being busy. I know you've heard me say that phrase so many times. I was busy being busy. I was so busy thinking about my business all the time. I was so busy planning my posts that I wasn't actually posting them. I was so busy plugging into trainings, watching what my favorite coaches were doing, listening to podcasts, but I wasn't then taking those learnings and embodying. I wasn't taking everything that I was learning and actually taking action and executing on the things that I was doing. I was so in my head, wanting it so badly, feeling all the feels, making it feel overwhelming. And I was feeling burnt out and more overwhelmed. And then it became more scary. And then I, and then I had to psych myself up to share a post. What is happening here? <laughs> We're doing this to ourselves. So I say it in jest because truly I, I like do not mean this to cause 
any self-shame. I don't want you to add onto the layer of what you've realized is happening. What this awareness is now giving you is the power of agency. This is your invitation to go, okay, I see it. Now I need to be onto myself. And there's different ways you can do that. You can do it by having more of a plan every day. You can do it by, and this is what I advise my clients, to get absolutely clear on your non-negotiables that you're going to do every single day to create clients. And if you don't know what that is, then hire me. To notice the difference between fear stopping you and there being a really legitimate reason why you can or should not show up today or why you can or should not take action in your business. Because the more onto yourself you are, the more you become aware of the impact or the lack of impact of the actions that you're not taking, the more the more equipped you are to make a radical change and start becoming the coach and the business owner that you know you are capable of being. And if you're still thinking, okay, but I get into these states of empowerment, I get into these states of, I'm just going to do it. And you have these little spikes of energy, of motivation, of inspiration, because you're listening to podcasts like this, and you're waiting for external circumstances like a podcast or like being sick and tired of your day job to actually spur you into action, then it's you're, re- you're relying on things that are never going to actually support you in building the business that you want. Because in order to create consistency, you need to be willing to show up even when you're not feeling motivated and even when you're not feeling inspired. So the most important question here is not so much, are you willing to show up when you're feeling motivated and inspired like you might be right now, now that you've had this kind of wake up call, but are you willing to show up even when you're not motivated and inspired? Are you willing to show up and take even a tiny step in the right direction towards growing your business? And if you, if the answer is honestly, well, I don't trust myself to be able to do that, then I invite you to book a consult with me because this is exactly where I support my clients. One of my one-to-one clients who is very senior in her nine to five role, she has a full life as we all do. Like she, you know, she's got a partner. She's, she enjoys her life fully. And she has a very busy nine to five, which often demands her to be working all hours, international hours, And one of the things that we've really navigated is really knowing the difference between busy work and actually what's going to move the needle. We got crystal clear on exactly how she wants to show up, where she wants to show up. We got crystal clear on her offer so that she knew that when she did show up, it was really simple, really, really simple about exactly what she wanted to sell, what she was going to be talking about, how she wanted to communicate, what she was offering. We dove right into exactly who she's selling to, what her clients are dealing with, where where they want to go. So it takes all of that confusion away. It takes all of that uncertainty and all of those excuses that you have away. Because when you have a very clear offer, the next natural step is to tell people about it. It's to want to help people and have people go through that offer with you. 
So that was the first step. And then the second step is getting clear on those non-negotiables so that she knew exactly what she wanted to do every day. And then working on the energetic and the mindset of how to navigate even when she wasn't feeling motivated and inspired because she had she was playing by a different set of rules. She's not waiting to feel good. She's committed to her business no matter what. That is what real all-in energy looks like. So let's dive in now into circumstantial failure. I said it's when the data isn't matching the desired results. So I have had it where I have created a workshop. I sold my heart out. I was all in. I can hand, and this is a good litmus test of whether it's circumstantial failure or self-deprecating failure. Because you could have circumstantial failure. Let's say you, last month, you didn't sell any coaching. You might say, well, the data tells me it's a zero. So I'm I'm allowed to feel failure and disappointment. Of course you are. You can feel anything you want to feel, like feel your feelings. That's really important to do. But then what do you do next? Do you stay in that circumstantial failure and turn it into self-deprecating failure because you've used it as evidence of all the reasons it's not working, of all the ways that you're still confused, of all the ways that you don't know what to say to your clients, you don't know what to say when you show up, you don't know how to market, or do you know how to evaluate the data and say, okay, well, the data said I didn't sell any one-to-one coaching last month, or I didn't sell the workshop like I had last year. And instead of going into self-deprecating failure, even though my brain really wanted to, like, don't get me wrong here, my brain wanted to sit in the struggle. It wanted to feel sorry for itself. I was totally feeling sad for myself and in my victim. And I did that for like all of a week. That's quite a long time by my standard. But then as I moved through it, I then still had to look at the circumstantial failure and take radical action as the CEO of my business. I had to make decisions about what I was selling, what I want to do differently, how I'm going to show up for the next launch. I had to make sure I had a really clean energy going into the next thing that I was selling. And I wasn't dragging any of those self-deprecating thoughts with me. And I had to be really onto myself. It required self-coaching. It required having some self-dignity and self-respect to look at myself and go, you know what? It's okay. It's okay to fail. It's okay that this was a shit outcome. It's okay that you can hands down say that you put your all into it and acknowledge that there was clearly a gap in the marketing, in the selling, that there was something I needed to develop in my skill set when it came to communicating and really articulating what the problem was that I was solving and what the outcome that I was achieving and really looking at how I was thinking about my offer, how I was showing up, what energy was I showing up in? Was I really taking up the space that I thought I was? Was I actually selling every day that I thought I was or did I think I was? So I went back and I thought, okay, well, let's I can sit down and look at this because I am the CEO. It's my responsibility to take ownership of my results and to be able to have the empowerment and the belief and the confidence that I can make a change and that I can shift it. And then what happened? Well, I released a new workshop and I had the highest amount of signups that I'd ever had the next time. 
when I went back to selling my one-to-one because I'm very single-minded. If I'm selling my one-to-one, that's probably all I'm selling in that moment. If I'm selling a workshop, then all of my attention goes into that workshop. So when I went back to selling my one-to-one, I wanted to make sure I had really clean energy that I reconnected to my offer, that I was really crystal clear on who my offer is for, what it's about and how I wanted to feel going into that launch. And lo and behold, I had two new one-to-one clients within, I think it was three or four weeks of um, re-promoting my one-to-one again when I hadn't really been promoting it because of the previous two workshops that I was selling. So this is how quickly your results can change. Like literally they can change within weeks and in time within days and then within hours. And I see this all the time in myself. I see it all the time in my clients. So I'll give you another example. One of my clients last year sold a new program that she had created And what was fascinating is that she actually did sell it. She sold it to a handful of people and it was some of the first money she had made in her coaching business. And as it was unfolding, she was so happy. She was in full celebration, full gratitude, full excitement. But when the launch had come to a complete end, it wasn't quite as successful as she had hoped. And she she experienced the feeling of disappointment and failure. Notice here, she hadn't actually failed because failure is truly subjective, but in her heart and mind, she had because she hadn't quite reached the expectation that she had set. And so when you have self-deprecating failure from circumstantial failure, these are a few very nuanced things. So we're going into level 2.0 now, but here are a couple of nuanced things that I really want you to start watching out for because this definitely applies to anyone who is making money, but maybe isn't making the money that you know that you could be making. And it still doesn't feel good enough and you're still not quite satisfied. So you're still staying stuck in that self-deprecating failure of, well, it still isn't enough. When will I get there? I want to be further than I am. And the same things apply. Watch for that entitlement. And I say that with so much love. We are being slightly entitled when we think we should have had more sales than we did. The most releasing thing that we can possibly give ourselves when we realize that we were actually being slightly entitled and slightly attached is that we aren't owed anything. Nobody owes us anything. No, nobody owes us money. Nobody owes us the gift of becoming our client. That's not their responsibility. It's ours. It's ours to take responsibility of fully and completely. A bit like in a relationship, right? In a relationship, you can have standards. You can have expectations in the sense of how you expect to be treated and what you expect the barriers and the boundaries of that relationship to uphold, and also what great looks like in a relationship. But in order for us to expect that, we have to be that. We communicate it. A relationship isn't 50-50. It's 100% you and 100% them. But the difference in a coach-client relationship is 
that it is 100% our responsibility to set the expectation of what we want from our audience and what we want from our clients. And if we haven't done that effectively, we're not going to get the sales that we were hoping for. And that's okay. It simply means that there is a skill gap that we need to plug in. It simply means that maybe you haven't quite got under the skin of your offer and truly understood it inside out. I know that you know the the power of coaching. I know that you know how transformative it is, but have you truly practiced actually articulating and communicating what that transformation is? Have you really tried to say it a thousand different ways? Have you actually practiced writing it in any format, whether it's email, blog, podcast, caption, story. No, it doesn't matter what the format is. You're going to be speaking about your offer in every which way from a million different angles, because you never know which angle it is that's going to attract that client or it's going to land for that client. And it's not your business to know, but it is your business to show up powerfully and take full ownership of taking responsibility for figuring that out. So what is the difference then between attachment to a result and I guess like light attachment to a result or just holding the possibility of a result? Because I think this is when most of the failure happens. Sometimes we gear ourselves up for so much success that we then experience the emotions of failure and disappointment, regardless of what the data is actually telling us. As my client experienced, she'd made sales, but she still experienced failure and disappointment. And that's one of the things that you want to be onto yourself about. Where are you raising the bar so high that it becomes impossible to meet? And I can almost guarantee you're not doing that on purpose. I'll give you an example of this. (laughs) When I first got my certification, I didn't, I wasn't really plugged into any other business groups. I had no context of what was realistic for someone who was brand new into the industry. It didn't help that my certification communicated that um, creating a six-figure business happened by using stock videos from Instagram and scheduling them over the month and just posting really motivational things to say. So my expectations were mismanaged, but that's okay. That was part of my journey. And it definitely encouraged me to look outside of the box. When I wasn't seeing the results I wanted with the information I had available to me, I took responsibility. I didn't blame the program because clearly that must work for the program, but that clearly wasn't going to work for me. I wasn't satisfied with trying to do the same thing over and over again, expecting different results. I also know that that's not possible. So I took radical responsibility. I took that all in energy that I speak about in my first ever episode. So go check that episode out, which is going all in in your coaching business. And I actually said to myself, okay, what skill gap do I need here? What support do I need? Where am I lacking the confidence? Why am I not showing up as much as I'm thinking about my coaching business? 
Where are the gaps that I need to plug? Where am I having niche drama that still isn't resolved weeks and months later? Why, where am I still second guessing my price and therefore I'm not showing up because I'm scared no one's really going to buy and I'm creating the result that no one's buying because I'm not showing up because I'm scared of my price. So do you see how when we have fear, we actually create our own failure? Because all the reasons that we have that I'm not good enough, that I'm not worthy enough, that people won't buy this, that I don't know what I'm doing, creates the results that I'm not worthy, that I'm not enough, or that I don't do enough at least, that I don't communicate effectively and that I don't end up selling and therefore I don't sell. So in order to break that cycle, I knew I needed to get proper support. I knew I needed to invest. I also knew I needed to start taking radical responsibility. I knew that all in didn't mean leaving my nine to five because I'd already left my nine to five at that stage. So all in suddenly meant something different. It meant actually taking radical responsibility. It meant not sitting in self-deprecating failure. Now it doesn't mean that, and this is again, this could be another podcast, but this doesn't mean that you bypass the feelings of failure and disappointment or that you don't acknowledge when you're experiencing failure and disappointment. It is very important that you feel your feelings. Now, if you don't know how to feel your feelings, if you don't know how to fully process an emotion from start to finish, then another brilliant reason for you to hire me as your coach, but the ability to be able to acknowledge when you are feeling anything in your business, failure, disappointment, frustration, entitlement, attachment, just fear in general, anxiety, fear of be being visible, then the quicker that you can address that and fully complete that emotion, see it all the way through, address what's really going on, do the healing work, do the work to bring yourself back into safety, back into belonging, to take your power back in the most, in the most radical way so that you can then get into your CEO energy and your CEO embodiment, look at the data, be onto yourself and ask yourself, honestly, did I actually sell this thing? Did I really show up? Did I really speak about it? Like I believe it is truly the best way my clients can get a transformation. And then from that information, you can start to make a difference. So I hope this was enlightening for you. This is all things that I'm solving with my clients day in, day out. And don't get me wrong. They're not necessarily all coming to me saying, oh, I'm feeling like a failure or like I'm a disappointment or I'm feeling disappointed. That those words in and of itself actually really come up. It's often when there's been a launch, when there's been a zero, like zero sales for that month, but they learn and something that I teach them and that you've kind of learned here as well today already is that there is a huge difference between self-deprecating failure and being in your victim and staying there versus acknowledging when you're in your self-deprecating failure, having the radical responsibility to give yourself the graciousness, the self-love, the healing, the awareness, the work to complete that emotion so that you can look at the circumstantial failure and make empowered decisions as a CEO of your business. So drop me a DM if that was helpful for you. And if you want to take the next step and get 
me as your coach to support you as you build your coaching business, whether or not you're still in the nine to five or you're trying to stay out of the nine to five, I will help you. I will help you by creating an offer that you actually love, that you have absolute clarity on so that you can sell powerfully daily. And I will help you build your capacity to do it daily in a way that suits you. And then when you show up, we're going to start developing the skill of marketing and selling. Whether you've never sold life coaching before or whether you've actually sold some life coaching, but you want to make it more consistent, you want to make it more reliable, and you want to create a process where you know what you're doing every day and you know how to show up and you know that if you do X, Y, Z, it will create ABC, then we will do that too. And whilst we're doing that, we will navigate anything that life and business throws at you. And as you do all of those things, you will be stepping up into your next level self, into the soul-led CEO embodiment of who you are becoming so that you can claim it fully, so that you can show up powerfully in your coaching business and love everything that you create. So if that feels aligned to you and you know that I'm the coach for you, then the next step is to book your free consult. On that call, which is a no pressure consult call, I will get a better feel for what's going on in your business, where you are now, where you want to be. We can talk about some of the failures that you've been experiencing if needed and some of the things that have been holding you back and keeping keeping you maybe in that self-deprecating failure and or looking at some of the circumstantial failure and see and helping me see where we can tidy some things up in your business, whether it's your offer, your pricing, your sales, your marketing, even your delivery when clients are working with you. Then if it feels like we could be a good fit, if we're feeling the connection on the call and I'm seeing that I can absolutely support you in your coaching business, I will then introduce Thrive, my one-to-one program to you. And we can, you can hear it from the horse's mouth, so to speak, and I will tell you a bit more about it. And then if in our connection, in hearing about the program directly from me and seeing how it's going to support you in your business, if that still feels aligned and I'm feeling the alignment too, I will make you an offer and I will invite you to work with me. And if you want to say yes, we can be started within a week and we can have your two hour CEO strategy session, which kicks off our four months together. And we can literally dive right into your business in that two hour session and we will get you started with a bang. And if it's a no, then I fully respect that and I'll let you go on your way. So to book your free consult, go to the show notes. I will put the link in the show notes or you can find it on my website, which is www.coachingwithpamela.com forward slash thrive in capital letters. That's forward slash thrive in capital letters. I'm also very pleased to announce that Thrive 2.0 is coming. It is an upgrade to the current program that you get access to, to give you all of the trainings and workshops and philosophies, or sorry, let me rephrase that, to give you all of the trainings, the tools and the philosophies that you need to sell one-to-one coaching and build your coaching business. I am loving upgrading it. I am introducing a brand new messaging mastery course, which is only going to be available for my one-to-one clients. And that's going to be releasing at the end of February, beginning of March, 2024. So this is the most beautiful time to join the program. 
And if you join in February, you will have access to the Legacy Thrive, the OG program. If you join in March, you will only have access to Thrive 2.0. So I'm so excited to meet with you. And I'm so excited to hear how this message landed for you and if this supported you in thinking differently, in stepping into your power, in remembering that you are the soul-led CEO and everything you need is within you. Thank you so much for joining me today and I can't wait to see you in the next episode.